WLIW-FM In Conversation, our special program that brings you dynamic voices from across our region and beyond. I'm WLIW-FM host Gianna Volpe, joined by Sarah Arison, president of the Arison Arts Foundation, chair of the board of National Young Arts Foundation, and chair of the board at MoMA PS1, along with two National Young Arts alumni for this episode of WLIW-FM In Conversation. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for joining us on WLIWFM. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start at the beginning. What is National Young Arts Foundation? And tell me a little bit about its history and its mission. So let's start at the very beginning then. Uh, my grandfather uh, wanted to be a concert pianist growing up. Growing up. Um, and he did not find the support from um, the educational community, from you know, to, from family, friends, and the community at large to pursue that. The response was, "Go get a real job," which is unfortunately the response of so many young aspiring artists here. Uh, and so he did. Um, and when he reached a point that he was able to give back, he turned to my grandmother and said. I never want another young, aspiring, talented artist to go through what I went through. I want them to have everything necessary to pursue an education and a career in the arts. And he founded Young Arts. That was 40 years ago. Oh, my gosh. So that's the I mean, that's the classic story of the artist. How has the organization Mm -hmm. evolved since it was started by your grandparents? When I was 19, I was on holiday break from college where I was a biology major, <laughs> I wanted to go into medicine. And uh, I went with my grandmother to a young arts gala. And I think one of the uh, parents of the winners that year either heard you know, that I was part of the founding family, somehow realized that I was involved and came up to me with tears in her eyes and said, I, I have to thank you. You know, I used to yell at my son when he would come home from school and sit on the floor and draw. I would tell him to go do his quote-unquote, real work. And um, seeing him here, uh, being taught by luminaries in the field, being looked at by universities for scholarships for his talent, I realized that this is real work and that I should support him. So it was a huge aha moment for me as far as the importance of the organization and not only the impact that it was having on the lives of young artists, but also the impact that it was having on the perception of artists and arts in our society. Um, And I felt very strongly that unless somebody from the family got involved, uh, that it might not continue. So I went back to school. I changed my major from biology to business, French, and art history and joined the board of Young Arts. And I'm now board chair. And I've seen an incredible amount of, of change uh, since I got involved, you know, the, the core program and the, the really first program of the organization that, that my grandfather created when he found it was and is uh, Young Arts Week. And so Young Arts Week is when we bring the top artists from across disciplines. Um, it started out as just Miami, and now it is uh, Miami, New York, and L.A. So it's, it's actually a total of four different art weeks throughout the course of the year. Um, but we bring them all together from all across the country for a week of um, classes with mentors, so real luminaries in their field, um, you know, mentoring, workshops, performances, 
that are open to the public, and then adjudication. And that is for uh, artists aged 15 to 18 or grades 10 through 12. You know, as the years went on, we realized that while that was such a critical juncture, that juncture from high school to college, um, there were so many other critical junctures in an artist's life. So now we have been really uh, looking to support our alumni. So winners that have gone through that, you know, first Young Arts Week touchpoint um, and so provide professional and creative development opportunities. So that might be creative residencies, uh, commission, micro grants, workshops, classes. And really what it comes down to is just access to a vibrant, regenerative community of artists. What is National Young Arts Foundation's connection to the east end of Long Island and our region? Um, so, you know, the east end of Long Island, you're right, it's, it's such a cultural hub. It's incredible that there are so many fantastic institutions and such great programming. One of our cultural partners is actually the Watermill Center. Um, so this is, it's really one of our shining examples of a cultural partner that is that is providing so much to an alumni kind of for a next step of their career. We do offer residencies in partnership with this extended national network and with uh, with Watermill, um, our last artist in residence there was uh, Yusha Marie Sorzano. And so she had a dance residency at the Young Arts Campus in Miami in 2019 and then took what she was doing there to the Watermill Center. The pandemic has had a devastating effect on the artistic community. How has National Young Arts been able to support the community as it has struggled during the pandemic? I think the um, members of the community that are often discussed are kind of hospitality workers, which obviously horribly impacted. But I think artists were not recognized um, as being so hard hit. And and the reality is, is that so many of them are gig workers. They are paid on performances or presentation or rehearsal, um, you know, a lot of them might not have regular health care or health insurance. And so many of them saw all sources of income evaporate literally overnight with no end in sight. Um, and so at Young Arts, we realized that we had to do something for our community, not just the community of alumni um, that we work with, but the artist community uh, in, in the larger sense. And we knew that we could not do that alone. <laughs> So um, in that in that spirit of collaboration, which we love so much, we reacted very quickly. And along with six other organizations um, in, in the not-for-profit art world, uh, formed a coalition called Artist Relief. And we raised $10 million in 10 days in order to immediately, like within the next week, start deploying $5,000 unrestricted um, gifts to artists. And these were, you know, these were not to continue a body of work or to keep a studio. You know, this was for basic human needs. The day the site opened for applications, it crashed because right. there were so many applications and there was so much need. So when we saw how much need there was, we decided to continue fundraising and continue giving out these grants. And over, over the time, we raised over $20 million. Um, but that goes really quickly when you're doing $5,000 grants and you've had over 160,000 applications. So, you know, yeah, it was, it was really, um, it was really just heartbreaking to see. And, and, you know, but I think it was proof of the power of collaboration that we were able to raise that money and get all that money out as quickly as we did 
there's no way any one of us could have done that alone. And so in addition to doing, um, to doing that with artist relief, we also did emergency micrograms to our alumni community. Um, and that, again, it was, it was getting things out as kind of quickly as possible to those in need. Your alumni span the arts genres. Tell us about a few of your alumni who have made their mark in the arts world and how Young Arts has played a part in and supported their trajectory. Oh, my gosh. There are, you know, 40 years of alums. There are so many incredible ones to choose from. Um, you know, if you look in, uh, let's let's say theater as a discipline, um, we have worked with Billy Porter, um, Viola Davis, Carrie Washington, um, you know, and, and Andrew Reynolds. Uh, it's, it's an incredible group. And I think what is so exciting for me is that they have, for the most part, all come back and done um, and been mentors to, to younger winners, which is, feels like it's all coming full circle is really exciting. Um, you know, like I said, we, we try to provide that lifetime of support and community. And I think the fact that so many of them, you know, do come back and, and give back to the younger generation uh, is, is a sign that we're doing something right. Before we wrap up, Sarah, I want to make sure our listeners know how artists can get involved with National Young Arts Foundation. Yes. So our website is youngarts.org. Um, there's so much information there. You can join our newsletter so that you get information about uh, updates on alums or happenings. And uh, our applications open June 8th. And so we would love to have any young, talented, passionate artist apply and become part of this wonderful community. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking with you. Sarah Arison, president of the Arison Arts Foundation, chair of the board of National Young Arts Foundation, and chair of the board at MoMA PS1. Thank you so much. Joining me as we continue our conversation is National Young Arts Foundation alumna and dancer-choreographer Usha Marie Sorzano. Usha Marie currently is a National Young Arts Foundation artist-in-residence, part of Young Arts, and the Watermill Center residency right here on the East End. Originally from the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, among Usha Marie's accomplishments... She has been a member of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater and currently a member of Camille A. Brown and Dancers. As a choreographer, Usha Marie has created works for Alvin Ailey and was part of the creative team for NBC's Jesus Christ Superstar. Usha Marie also is a dance research fellow at the New York Public Library Performing Arts Division, a part of the creative team for Jeanette, a new musical, and a faculty member at California Institute for the Arts. And that's just some of what she's accomplished and currently is doing. Thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to chat with us. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Usha, when and how did your artistic journey begin, and how has it evolved over time? Um, well, I found myself drawn to the arts um, in Trinidad. As about the age of eight, I found myself um, entering a dance competition. 
and winning it and feeling elated that this could be a pathway for me, but it wasn't as tangible as I found it to be when I eventually immigrated to the States. And it was through the public school system in Miami, Florida, that I really got most of my training and that kind of set me up to pursue a life in the arts. So what has your experience been like with National Young Arts and how has the organization supported your artistic works? I received uh, uh, money from the National Young Arts Foundation as a winner in dance and it was that money that started my first bank account and to date I still have that bank account. I found years later that at a performance in Miami when I was with the Ailey Company that they had left a little card on my my makeup station saying congratulations and how proud they were of me. And skip forward again, I was invited to judge the artists that apply now to kind of review their applications. And that just reminded me of how inspiring it was, you know, to be a young artist. So it reconnected me to the organization in that way. And then finally, when they started to really dive into alumni um, programs, I found myself as an artist in residence. So again, you know, you never know how things are going to come full circle, but I feel so grateful to have had the organization support me as a young, aspiring artist and now as um, a mid-career artist. So as you just mentioned, you are a national young artist in residency at the Watermill Center right here on the East End. What are you working on during your residency? Oh, well, I mean, first I have to say that the Watermill Center is filled with inspiration. I'm currently working on a piece called Threat, which is a meant to be a dance theater immersive work that hopes to challenge people to look at the way that society has developed their, you know, uh, their everyday selves, how they interact as individuals. Um, and how they interact with groups. And so it's kind of strange to be in residency when we are not able to interact with each other in, in a traditional sense. But being at the Watermill, surrounded by, as I said, so much art, and um, being lucky enough to have a team of five here with me um, has been a trip. I mean, you know, we've all been challenged in these times to figure out new ways of existing and coping and communicating. But every day we wake up and we approach this work threat, my passion project, and we approach it in a space that is uh, reminding us how important art is and how it still stands despite, you know, struggle and challenges that we face every day. Usha Marie, how can our listeners get to see threat or other works of yours at the Watermill Center or elsewhere? Threat um, to date is still in the creative process. This residency at the Watermill in partnership with the National Young Arts Foundation is all about, you know, process. It's not necessarily about the final product. And so we have a long road ahead of us, a lot of tries and fails along the way to bringing this work to life. And my hope is that one day when we return, when we're all, you know, vaccinated and we found our our way back to being connected to each other, that this will premiere as a dance theater work um, that is immersive, that will not only show you threat, but will bring you into the work. So if you are interested, please come find me on social media. I'm out there. And again, my huge encouragement for all people is please keep supporting the arts. We need them now more than ever. COVID has obviously severely impacted the artistic world. How have you been impacted and also been able to continue artistic endeavors during this time? I think we in the field, in the arts, recognize just how frail our economy was 
Um, and so there were so many cancellations, but we quickly pivoted like everyone else. You know, you figure out how to make art on Zoom. We've also adapted and started to perform outdoors in parking lots, and we learned how to dance in masks, which is a challenge in itself. Um, but you find your way. It's just one step at a time, recognizing that you you can't stop completely. Uh, you know, art is our livelihood and art is our, our way of life. Now, Usha, Marie, you're involved in many aspects of the dance and choreography world. What else are you involved with beyond your residency? Well, I work with a lot of um, of organizations that work with kids. I think a lot of kids feel that um, the finish line keeps being moved, and that can be really tough on a little person. So trying to to be that that mentor, that, that person that stands in front of them and says, keep going, there is a finish line, and you can get here. So given your experience with National Young Arts and in mentoring kids, how do you recommend budding artists get involved with Young Arts, and why? Oh my goodness, please just apply. I would tell young artists that regardless of whether, you know, you win or you lose, it's the application process alone in itself that can stretch you as a, as a human being, as an artist. And we learn so much when we have to hone in and answer specific questions. And that comes along with any application or submission process. So please do apply. Whatever comes out of it, you will find, you will find a new facet of yourself. You will find clear answers. If you do find your way to the National Young Arts Foundation, recognize that you have a family. National Young Arts really is driven not only to support artists when they begin, but mid-career and well into the future. Any other advice for young artists as we wrap up? Something that's really stuck with me, and it was a visual artist, Charles Wright, that said it. He said, art must speak to the times in which we live. It affects not only, you know, your community and what you are endeavoring to change and to interact with every day, but it also impacts communities that have no idea what's going, out th- going on around the world. And that's how I think we can, you know, continue forward. I think that's how we have the uncomfortable conversations that propel change. And so it is that. Speak to the times in which we live, speak your truth, speak loud, and speak onward. Thank you so much, Usha Marie. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Up next, another National Young Arts alumna, singer-songwriter Eileen Park of Syosset, Long Island. Here's a sample of her song, Dancing in the Mirror. That's Dancing in the Mirror by Eileen Park. Eileen is from Syosset right here on Long Island. She is a 2019 National Young Arts winner in voice and currently attending Brown University, where she is pursuing her bachelor's degrees in music and English. Eileen has released music on streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and gets a lot of her inspiration from Korean artists like Jay Park, Crush, and IU, but also loves Billie Eilish and Daniel C. Her dream is to pursue a career as a singer-songwriter and maybe even dabble in acting. Thanks for joining us, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. So let us know, when did you start singing and writing songs? 
I started when I was seven years old. Um, it was because I was actually battling with cancer. And in order to process everything that was going on, I thought music was the easiest way for me to communicate my emotions to my parents as well. And so originally it started out as a very personal project. Um, but then over time, it grew more into songs that I wanted other people to hear, thinking that people would be able to relate to what I have to say. And I think I was able to get that emotion across very well through my music. And so it turned out into a more open-ended project and hobby at the end of it. Growing up in Syosset on Long Island, what were your creative outlets? I was part of the chorus growing up since the fifth grade. So that was probably the only musical opportunity that I really had in school that I enjoyed. But the teachers were able to give me a lot of support. So whenever I had a song written, I asked during my lunch period if I can come and if they could listen to it and give me feedback. And so I did that for all of middle school and all of high school. And so I do appreciate that a lot. When and how did you become involved with National Young Arts? Through the senior year of high school, I applied with songs that I actually haven't released yet. But those were actually more raw music than the ones that I have been releasing, actually, now that I think about it. But one song that I ended up using for the performance at the end of the New York program It was called Up To You, and the message was basically how everything you do, every choice that you make, it's all up to you. It's a matter of choice, what you want to do. It's a matter of your voice, how loudly or softly you want to be heard. It's all up to you. And I think performing that on the stage was a very different experience for me because they actually had a band, someone who played guitar, someone who played the drums, and then... They were all so amazingly talented. The pianists, they all improvised, basically, the entire week that we were there. And they turned my sad, slow, ballad-sounding song into a more, a lot more uplifting with the addition of those new instruments. And it helped deliver the message a lot more clearly than, it, than when I was just playing the piano. And that experience actually made me realize how important it is to explore, I guess, different sounds, different styles, and being open to collaboration and new ideas. What are the mm-hmm. benefits to an artist once involved with National Young Arts Foundation? And would you encourage budding artists to get involved? I would definitely encourage all artists to get involved with this, um, with Young Arts Uh, Well, after the program, I actually keep in touch with a bunch of people that I met at at the New York program. I'm still really close friends with kids that I met in different departments, too. So I was I was in singing and voice, but I have a really close friend who is in arts. I have close friends who are in um, like film. And so it's easy to just reach out to them and ask for ideas or what do you think about this? And it's always beneficial to me to hear their input because it's coming from someone who values art as much as I do. I think the community that they built there is, it was honestly the strangest experience because I've never been in a place like that before where everybody is passionate 
about art, about music. And you have a whole week just to fully delve into that. And that made me realize how much I valued music and how much I valued songwriting and how much I loved it. So how did being a 2019 National Young Arts winner and voice change the trajectory of your arts career? So when I was younger, I always wanted to be a singer. But back then, it was only an idea. But then after Young Arts, I realized how tangible that could be, how possible it is if I just stick to it and really invest my time in that goal. I know it's hard to actually succeed in the music industry because there are just so many talented people out there, but National Young Arts made me realize that I love music and it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's really just about the fact that I can write songs that people can relate to. I can write songs that can help people process their own emotions, hopefully. And I think Young Arts changed my perspective on it so that my dream would become more of being able to provide people with songs that they feel comforted by. What are your hopes for the future as an artist? And how does your involvement with National Young Arts impact your dreams? In the future, I hope that My music will improve. Um, Hopefully over the next two years, I'll be able to improve a lot in my own like lyrics and instruments and production. But I think the main goal would just being able to reach more people and making music that people would want to listen to (laughs) people, music that people will seek out. And I think Young Arts has an amazing community built up of alumni and of course like kids who are interested in even applying. I've been, I like people reach out to me asking like, Oh, can you help me with this? Can you listen to it and tell me what you think? Like I'm trying to apply and I would great, great, like graciously do that. I loved helping kids like that, but I think I was on the phone a few days ago and they were telling me about how alumni from like the 1980s are still involved in the organization. And so I think I would just love to continue being a part of it, being an alumni, having opportunities to give to other people, but also collaborating with other people. So I I hope to continue just to be a part of the community. Before we wrap up, Tell us what you're currently working on at Brown University and on your own, and how can we hear your work? So I actually have two finals (laughs) in my music classes, and they require writing a song. So I'm writing two new songs right now um, while learning how to produce and trying to train my ear to listen for other instruments or other melodies to add to make the song more interesting. And so... Hopefully, I'll reach a point where I'm satisfied with those songs, and I'd love to release them over the summer. But I don't think I'm well-versed in the electronic side of music yet, and so I'll probably have to reach out to someone and ask them to mix or produce it for me. And then hopefully, over the summer, I can release like a small EP or maybe even an album (laughs) on Spotify. So that's the plan for now. 
So Spotify, is that where we should be looking for your work, Eileen? Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, all streaming services. Thank you so much for joining us, Eileen Park. Thank you so much for having me. As we close out our conversation, here's another one of Eileen's songs titled Monster. In the darkest night, a thousand eyes Open up to see the things of my mind In the darkest times, they are the light From the dying sun to the fading sky Speaking softly I'm WLIWFM host Gianna Volpe. You can listen to more of my conversation with Sarah Arison, Yusha Marie Sorzano, and Eileen Park about National Young Arts Foundation, and find links to the organization and Yusha Marie and Eileen's artistic work on our website at WLIW.org slash radio. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of WLIWFM In Conversation, our special program that brings you dynamic voices from across our region and beyond. Mm-hmm.